like you know how sports writers or reporters like they're basically dirt sheets the way like wrestling has them exactly no but like you know how they have those It's it's like how they said that with how the NBA might have those tournaments and how like the MLB might have tournaments to determine the World Series. Like that's like how pretty much Dave Meltzer and all of them are, except with like maybe I don't know, like Dave probably has more integrity than those dudes half the time because he actually has like sources. I'll be in the back and whatever. reporting like i can't give you examples right now well, actually you know i can with you know especially with the the, not the wrestlemania numbers give me those examples like wrestlemania attendance numbers like i can do off of that like you're saying um, for yourself or Meltzer? he's like you no know, saying Meltzer, where you're saying well he has more credibility than them or he's you know has more whatever you know it's 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 very shoddy right he's getting second-hand information from someone who is there right so he's relying on that. Yeah. So like, you know, he's. If you hear like old um, observer stuff, so some stuff, it's like it's really outlandish shit. Directly, he's being worked. You know. Whereas, like, that's the case in fact, and I don't know if that happens in in other sports like baseball and basketball, where like like social media guys are getting, or not social, but media members and journalists or whatever are getting worked by like inner NBA source or it could be true I don't know maybe with like trades and who's going where but it's definitely more um shoddy I would say with uh, WWE or more or with wrestling more um sketchy so when when you would read Meltzer's stuff sometimes it would seem like he was being caught up in the act more or less um because you said he got worked and he was like people would call him like it's been known that like Paul Haley would call um, Wade Keller and like Terry Taylor would call Nelson and all these other people would like you know would feed him mm-hmm. shit like backstage. So it's like you know, it's, you know, you get either that or you get even people who are just like fans who were there who saw something maybe even like in the corner. It's like rumors that there was like a fight. Like you know, like people could see something backstage and like so it's a mix of stuff. But like um, uh, I think a lot of those people and like it's like Bruce Pritchard has said that like. Yeah, like he would make the dirt sheets think one thing that wasn't even the case, pretty much. Totally, right. Well, uh, that's my problem, though. Like, it's really hard to tell where where the intent is coming from because I just subscribed to The Observer recently, and uh, as I'm listening to a lot of stuff, I just realized that while they're pretty fair... In the same instance, I find that they can have a they can have a bias uh, towards AEW, you know. And, oh, for sure, New Japan. Or, or yeah, yeah, or New Japan, and it's like they're so wrapped up in it, Dave specifically, that it doesn't even, you know, it doesn't even come across as like something to think about, which I understand because it's preference, but it gets in the way of that fair reporting you know it's like it can be biased but he has all the facts and he's like a real historian so it really it really messes it up you know like i it makes me want to stay subscribed 
but they'll they'll leave out see i say this because they'll leave they'll leave out like um let's say let's say wwe nxt does like really well in the demographic uh in the demo like one week and aew doesn't they're gonna like they're not even gonna talk about the wwe one right yeah i can see that and you know going back to what you're saying about how they have a bias i mean like New Japan, like would you, would a six star match would happen in any really other promotion? Would would WWE really be able to ever create a six star match? I think they can, cause I was pretty I'd like them to be the first one. I was pretty close to calling Rollins versus Brock at SummerSlam six stars. Pretty close. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like just cause. I mean, it was good, but fuck. I mean, the Mania match was good too. Cause every but I, you know more than four stars. Like, four or five makes sense, you know what I mean? Even four makes sense. But, like, every time I watch that match, I'm just, like, I'm just counting. Not, like, counting in my head, but you know, but, like, kind of. I'm just, like, damn, like, this is a memorable moment. Damn, this is a big moment. Damn, this is a big moment. And it's, like, more than five moments. I'm, like, they really, like, worked their ass off, you know? Um, yeah. You know, in a way. But then I... Then it makes me question, you know, these these reporters and then our journalists and how they make people pay for content. It's like I'm starting to reconsider. Exactly. I'm start. Yeah, it's they like I'm. They have to have something to say, right? So they even have to make up shit sometimes just to have uh, an agenda to feed or just even to create their own, you know. I mean, we're, we're, we're not, you know, we're not perfect either. I mean, we got to We got to talk about stuff, too, when we want to. But it's like they have a little bit more of a spotlight on them where they don't really have freedom to talk about things in, a, in, a, in the way that they want to. It's more of an obligation what they do. I think it's always important to take what's said by any wrestling journalist with a grain of salt, right? Because they're so, yeah, because they're, they're kind of blinded by the fact that some of them are even friends with the talent. So that gets in the way itself, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Let's let's introduce this little show of ours. Welcome to Picks and Grapples. Uh, I'm Alex, being joined by Mike. What's going on? Wrestling peeps. What's going on, man? What's going on? I, I, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like... It's kind of... Well, you know, it's like uh, I keep thinking... I keep thinking about the current circumstances, and it's kind of like that... Well, damn, this is, okay, this is really interesting, like, this is actually happening, uh, you know, and it, I, you know what, you know what frustrates, before we get to the wrestling, you know what frustrates me the most is, like, we're doing this over the phone, right, because we're yeah. kind of, like, yeah, like, we're honoring and being respectful about this whole quarantine thing, and, like, taking it seriously, not risking our fucking families, um, then I see, like, you know, like, people are just, like, enjoying life outside, and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, you guys do it. you. Yeah, I mean, I've had to go out a few times just for, you know. No, for necess- necessities, you know, like, yeah, yeah like, you gotta, like, sure. get some stuff or whatever, right? Yeah. Of course. But, like, you know, but I understand, like, to a degree, like, exercise is okay if you're, like, definitely distance you know and being responsible at this point I, i'm not a doctor but i would say even wear a mask somehow if you can if you're going to exercise outside but um 
I, it's more like it's more like people who are just like I don't know, just going out to like stand around and feel the breeze. Like like nobody gives a fuck about your breeze. Please stay inside and like eat chips, please. Yeah. Um. I don't want to really get into the politics of it all, but I think everyone should just be mindful of everything that's going on right now in the whole world. That's the thing, though, you know, uh, we should be mindful, like, together, the whole world and everything, but also, like, I think what's, what's great about it, what's great about it is that it's, like, it's, it it exceeds politics, it's, like, people are either going to be on the right side of history or they're not, you know, it's, it's totally, like, uh, it really is a, it's, it really does, like, measure, um, who's selfish and who's not during these times, I would say, you know? You see that you see that meme where somebody's like, uh, um, wh- whoever whoever like doesn't honor the quarantine like that much would pretty much hide their zombie bite in a zombie apocalypse. Uh, yeah, I did see that. I I could kind of buy into something like that. <laughs> who would you have in a zombie apocalypse? In like from wrestling, like if you could pick like one wrestler who would be defending you in your zombie apocalypse, who would it be? Oh. For sure. Brock? Yeah, for sure. He knows what to do. And you wouldn't be friendly about it, but I don't need a friend during that time. I need someone who she's going to protect me. <laughs> and uh, Brock Lesnar. I think... So... And, uh, so I think... Uh, I think I'm going to go with Psycho Sid. But... Why? But but I'm going to go with... Uh, so so what, what year did he break his leg in that match? Oh, fuck. 2001? It was one of the last So like Anytime after that time period I want Psycho Sid To defend me in the zombie apocalypse Cause if shit goes wrong He can rip his leg off And like fight the zombies <laughs> off with it He didn't lose his leg Like did that <laughs> Even though it looked like it did Oh my god you gotta watch that It's, I, it's like a rubber duck <laughs> It's just like it's just hanging there. I'd probably I'd probably get like Simon Dean in my zombie apocalypse. Simon Simon Dean and and Eugene. Nice. Eugene would be the distraction, and okay. Simon and Simon would let me use his um. What's that fucking thing? You stand on it and you can uh, ride it. Oh, the um. What's it called? A segway. Segway. Yeah. I'm gonna use Simon Dean's segway and fuck up these zombies. That would be incredible. Yeah, the boogeyman could eat the zombies. Yeah, he could put worms. He get distracted with the worms. Holy shit! He Wait, Jillian Hall's uh, face uh, abnormality. Uh, <laughs> bad times. <laughs> bad yeah. times in in wrestling. Bad times. Oh my but god. Okay, we just. I just. This is so random, but I just. I had to tell you this. Yeah. So I was watching. Wait, you're set. Um, we're we're losing you on the sound there. Oh wait, we sorry. got we got you back. You're back. Um, you're watching I was which? Watching, I was watching WrestleMania 22. Okay. And uh, I was watching Trish Stratus versus Mickey James. Oh yeah. And this was like Mickey James was like in love with Trish Stratus. Yeah. And I was she did like a back suplex and she grabbed her by the crotch and then she licked her hand and did like a little like lesbian like licking the you know the v oh cool and i was like <laughs> holy shit i forgot about this i was like 10 years old when this was out 
I was like, I remember, I like, I thought about to the time. I can't really remember what my reaction was, obviously, but I, like, I probably was like at the time, like a little like, keep going. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> it started. Like, order that pay per view. It started like your whole boyhood dream. I'm fucking yeah. dead. I had a DVD of that. I remember. Anyways, that's one of my that. favorite WrestleManias. One hundred percent. It was good. It was good. Uh, Sean versus Vince. Sean versus Sean versus Vince is a very underrated yeah, match. Yeah, he did like elbow with the trash can on his head. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, crazy because Henry versus Undertaker casket match. Oh, the casket match was very good yeah, too. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that was a good one as well. Cena versus Triple H. Um, Edge versus uh, Cactus Jack and the fire table thing. Hardcore match. Yeah, that's like yeah, one of the more underrated Mick Foley matches. Seriously. Oh yeah, for sure. One hundred percent. Same for same for Sean and Vince because most people talk about the Bret and Vince match, which isn't even like remotely decent. Oh, it's not even a quarter as good as that match. Which yeah, it shouldn't even have happened. Like, like couldn't work at all. Who, who would who would you, who would you have in your wrestling quarantine house? Like um, four wrestlers. Just to, like talk to like three or four world. wrestlers. Nah, like you're quarantined with these dudes for like a few months. Because because the world because the world is ending and it's and the world is telling us that we need to quarantine with four professional wrestlers just because. So I guess I'm naming my favorite wrestlers then. Like, ones you could tolerate in like let's say oh, two months okay. of of being in quarantine with them and you and you like have to like be, tolerate. Maybe entertaining, even entertaining, you would say. That's it. Like you'd have to have a balance of tolerance and entertainment. Oh, that's a good question. Like debauchery and with ignorant, like ignorant energy and and wholesomeness. Do you have your list right now? Because you're putting me on the spot. I, I no, need I no, no. I'm not. I'm not taking it seriously. I'm totally gonna give you like four names and hopefully, hopefully, I'm gonna survive this quarantine house. So this is this is very um, hopeful. Okay. Like okay. super hopeful. Cesaro. Okay. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Um, Brian Kendrick. He seems like a cool guy. <laughs> Brian Kendrick. Um, seems like a cool feller. Uh, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. That's a good yeah. one because he won't say shit. Like, like he won't talk. People would be annoying. Like I knew if like like if I took like Xavier Woods or something like that, like you'd piss me off after. You know, like. Why? Um, he, he'd get on my nerves. He'd just be and playing he, video he, games. He'd just yell a he's lot. A little much. No, he's, he's, he's a little much. <laughs> he's a little much. That's why I'm picking like Brian Kendrick and Pete Dunn. It's very quiet. Um, Pete Dunn is mad quiet. Be. He didn't say shit. Um, like he doesn't say shit ever. Um, yeah, you got one. You got one more. Any one crazy one, right? I uh, yeah, you do need a crazy one. Your shit's too wholesome and safe. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, Jeff Hardy. All right, that's not bad. That's a yeah, okay. that's a good one. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, which Jeff Hardy though? You have to. You would have to specify an era. Is this gonna be like 2007 oh, no. Jeff Hardy? Say, like right now. Oh, right now. Redemption last chance, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. That's not. That's sure. that's cool because like he'll be painting and stuff. Oh, I didn't know if this was people from any era. I would have taken like, you know, <laughs> I, like I thought it was people who were still like alive and shit like that. I would have taken like. 
Eddie Guerrero, obviously, and like other people. Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, I'm just messing with you, but I, you could, hey, you could, <laughs> you could, you could take like, in theory, because it, it is a theory, like you could take like wrestlers who have passed just, just, for, just cause, you oh, know, I guess. Right. Uh, I'll do my four. I'm not going to use people who pass because that's not fair because you didn't know the, you oh. didn't know that. Uh, I'm going to go with, bada bing, bada boom, Ric Flair. Mm. Ric Flair. Like old, like now, Ric Flair. No, I'm gonna go with 2003 Ric Flair. Okay, that's cool. Cause, cause 2000, mm, 2005, 2005 Ric Flair. Cause, cause I need, cause he needs to be, huh? Evolution Flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need Evolution Flair, so he's like a little bit tired. Cause, like, cause, cause if it's like 2000. If it's like 2000 flare or 90 something flare, I'm not going to keep up. And I'm going to want to sleep because like I'm washed up. So like I don't, I need like to sleep at some point. So he, yeah, yeah we're going to have to pull back on that. Um, Dean Malenko. Absolutely. Dean Malenko, number two, because I need like, I need somebody who's like silent, but will also kill somebody with like their pinky. So Dean Malenko, one hundred percent number two. Number three, number three, I'm gonna go with Steve Blackman. That's a that's a good one. Yes. He's not a present one though, but he's alive. Is he alive? I really hope so. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're just making sure of these things. Uh, yeah, Steve Blackman, number three, and then number four. My list was horrible. I have to I have to redo my list. No, I'm about to make mine really bad. Number four, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick current Joey Ryan, which is which is canceled. Joey Ryan, the Joey Ryan that is in a in in button downs and 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 sweaters right now, who is repping, uh, who is saying cancel culture is terrible and social justice war. It's like a gimmick on Impact, so he would be really boring. Pretty much, he might not even be grabbing his own. Like he, he might like be celibate right now. Right. Like he's he, he's like on his. No, it's actually really funny though. He's like he's he's on his RTC stuff right now. Okay. You know, it's like right to censor type of thing right going on. Right. Pretty much. One of the best heels ever was Stevie Richards when he was the main guy, but I hated him. Oh my god. Stevie Richards in a quarantine heal Stevie oh, Richards shit. in a quarantine That's house. The least, oh my god, you want to kill yourself with the siren? Oh Get god. the fuck oh out of god, here. The siren, oh my god. With the siren, fuck out of here, you know? Warning. 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 That siren was the worst thing in the world. Like they they would milk that shit like crazy. Um I'm watching like of that era stuff right now and it's like it's so unbearable to listen to. <laughs> Yo, so I have some stuff here, but before we get to that, I have one thing I have to bring up to you because you're 100% going to get a kick out of this in some way. Whoop. A little bit of a dial there. Um, okay. So former WWE writer and producer Brian... Is it Gerwitz or Ger- Gerwitz, right? It's Gerwitz. Gerwitz. God damn it. They've made, they made fun of his name so many times. I don't know which one's the real one anymore. Um, <laughs> Gerwitz, right? F- former WWE writer producer Brian Gawart shared a photo 
of a booking sheet where a former writer pitched an interesting angle for the 2007 illegitimate son storyline between Hornswoggle and Vince McMahon. It was pitched that Hornswoggle's murder would come from McMahon. Uh, quote, Hornswoggle dilemma. Have Vince, here's the, this is the pitch, by the way, it seems. Have Vince say to Hornswoggle that we're going for a ride as Vince stuffs Hornswoggle into a pillowcase. Have a camera standing on a bridge and the audience sees Vince throw Hornswoggle out of the window of his limousine over the bridge railing. Hornswoggle plummets to his death. I know it's morbidly and highly unlikely ever to be used, but I think it's something that a fed up Mr. McMahon could resort to after trying so long to get rid of him. So, they were going to kill Hornswoggle at one point. Sounds like it. <laughs> if they if they actually went through with this, I I wouldn't have been surprised, but it also would have been weird because they would have been playing with death twice considering that they were running the the Vince angle where he was going to basically blow up in that limousine. So it's right. like in that era, it's as if they were they were playing with death a little too much, um, which is kind of scary in a sense. It's like they wanted like this storyline arc to intertwine. It's as if like they wanted Vince to kill Hornswoggle and then Vince to die later. Like that's that's kind of that's kind of legendary writing. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. It, it, it just sounds like another classic, shitty WWE creative. I mean, um, I mean, it's probably good that they didn't do it, right? Well, most things that they don't do are like the ones that were very fortunate that they don't do. It's like, well, they did Katie Vick, but they didn't throw. I, I could easily have like heard they did, that they did that that angle, and I just missed it. I like how they I like how they did Katie Vick and then they decided, hey, let's refer to it on Fox. Oh my god, alright. And I was like, let's so for people who don't know it, go check it out. Like that's that's really dumb. That's really dumb. So they're trying to play with the marks that You're talking about Katie Vick or the Vince segment? Oh, I mean, are we getting into that now? Oh yeah. Okay. So I had a whole long thing about it, but I'm gonna sum it up. Really short because I it, it's too no much no energy. please give me give me energy. the deets no, give me the double deets give us the double deets give us the tea. Um, it was uh, it was interesting. You know what? It wasn't interesting. <laughs> it was really bad. The whole segment was awful. Facetiming them, that Ric Flair and and Stephanie was so bad. Him making fun of other bad segments. It's ironic. That Vince comes out and makes one of like the Bailey "This Is Your Life" thing. This is like the epitome of like an awful. You're, you're like I don't know. It it was so bad. He looked old. I don't know. He looks like an old man now. Yeah, um, he looks cute. He's an old yeah. man, right? Yeah. But he looks. He, I don't know. He he. It didn't sound. If that's him, like as a normal person, then that, I, I guess that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's just seeing, you know, the Mr. McMahon for whatever, my whole life, and then seeing this guy, it's it's a huge departure. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's funny you said that, because it's like, kind of like what I'm, you know, uh, gathering the more that I 
hear what people have to say. Uh, personally, yeah, I mean, you know, certainly, certainly humanize the guy. Uh, I who who would think? You know, it's like uh, the guy. The guy is larger than life, right? So when he's on TV like that, and he's like, you know, not six five. It's 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 strange. It, it's strange, but it's also yeah. it's also it's it's kind of interesting in a form of like character growth and what they could do with it if they're self-aware enough you know um which which they have done before with 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 um with some with some with some wrestlers because they've had him be attacked and he wouldn't fight back or whatever he would be knocked down like an old man so they kind of they've kind of like referenced it which is fascinating but the segment itself i mean yeah if we want to if we want to break that down i mean it was i don't i can't i can't tell if they were aware of the fact that like i i couldn't tell if they were aware that it was supposed to be bad like it was intentional it's as if it's like this blur it's this blurred line you know where i don't know if they meant to make it bad or if it was like something they came up with on the fly and they thought it was cute who knows what the fuck they're on, fo- on Fox, anything they do anymore. I'm really not surprised. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not impressed or unimpressed by like it being good or bad. It's all just mediocre these days with them. I don't and, know. I gotta argue that. Like, I mean, I mean, like, media for the most part, like they are. I'd have to say, like, empty arena aside, they are trying to make new stars. Um, oh, for sure. I'm just saying, when you do the when you average it out, there's some good stuff like Firefly, Funhouse, and Boneyard. There's also some some bad stuff, and it ends up being somewhere in the middle, right? If you do the yes. average of it all. Yes, yes, no, it's definitely in the middle. Because yeah. let's be clear, I mean, we've seen some. Uh, I mean, the Viking Raiders got embarrassed two weeks ago with some crazy segment in a car where they were a comedy act, and now they uh, now they're fine again, and they made them serious again, so that was rectified. But there are moments, yeah, they're they're very tone deaf in that sense. And that's the problem. You're you're used to have twenty million people watching on Monday nights between the two shows, and now you have two million watching between the two shows or three, and it's. You know, how is it even possible to, to, to bring that back? Is the TV so different now, or ratings different, or whatever? Or that many people watching a show different? Like, it's just, mm. you know? Well, well I think, well, actually, I mean, I think I think for sure, you know, th- this it's pandemic. On the product. You have to, Say that you again, have to, sorry. Sorry, no, it's just the, my final point would be, it's half, you'd have, it has to be indicative of the product, right? Also, uh, why there's 17 well, million people watching. To a degree, to a degree, like, so the pandemic doesn't help, right? But mm-hmm. in the same instance, uh, when, I, when I read stuff and when I look at social media and YouTube and whatnot, what I do notice is there's a huge, like, there's a huge tick up in regards to viewership, like, on social media, whether it be YouTube or Twitter uh, Facebook, and it's like, when I look at the views, there's at least between 320,000 to a million, even, even I, I would go as far to say like 300,000 to 3 million views sometimes, depending on the segment, so 
it's like it's like are people watching less tv or are they watching less wwe is is like or less wrestling or it's right you know it, that's it's so many questions but i do think that the way people are watching tv impacts the the overall number i think a lot of people are watching the shows on youtube uh and watching the highlights instead of the full show okay uh, <laughs> no well you know what it's like based on what i you know based on like because because there's one thing about wrestling you know everybody can have opinions but numbers are numbers and it's like they have they have a more consistent rate with their social media numbers when we look at them as like as opposed to as opposed to their tv numbers um because i've heard before i've heard before things like on average it's it's common for viewership to go down in the first hour of a television show and the longer the show is the the more likely it is that the viewership goes down you know so yeah. if it's a youtube video you you already got the view you know cuz it's a click uh regardless of how long the video is now i mean monetization works differently like you'll probably i I believe i could be wrong and this is the part where i'm unsure uh i believe you'll get paid more or less depending on how long somebody watches your video but at least they clicked on it it's still a uh, it's still a statistic um so i think viewership is is evolving and changing just like music is with streaming uh and they, they need to catch up i agree but but don't you do, see like what what's interesting is when we talk about wrestling you actually tend to catch up mostly on the Facebook and the YouTube. You talking about me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it, that's how I do. Like, especially with like the, the Raw SmackDown and like I can't watch DCW stuff and other I mean I, I can, I just don't, you know, cuz yeah. you can't like I, I don't want to buy it. Um Oh, well, I can always hook you up oh thanks bro um but yeah i mean that's how i get most of my content like if it was if it was look i just i don't know when i try watching the full show it just it's too much three hours of like not a great raw is really it's a big really much worse than it actually is is it the empty arena or is it the product because i think the product is great yeah, it, 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 like I, don't know, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's great. No, I think it's good. Uh, I think they're trying, but I don't think, I don't like a lot of the people that they're using. I don't know if it's circumstantial because who's allowed, like who's, you know, saying that they will or will not perform because clearly they're using some of the same guys over and over. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I've seen like, like nine Angel Garza matches last. Like, I, I don't know. I just, not you're not an angel garza guy not really no okay it's okay but it's just it's a lot of repetitive stuff i'm not really into that i don't know the people that they've been using on tv mostly i like um like when like on smackdown those will like shinsuke or cesaro once in a while and like that's good and drew gulak but like it's a lot of drew gulak you know like it's you someone else you know i'm glad people are getting pushes or whatever but it's a big show, and like I'm not seeing. There's like clearly that there's, there's a lot of people that they're not using right now. Like even topish people that it's probably because of the of what's 
standing out there like who exactly but you can kind of guess by who's not been on tv right right well the travel restrictions are messing everything up 100 percent. exactly yeah but 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 to add to your but to add to your point oh sorry what were you saying no no sorry it's just a lot of the same shit and uh it's not very good but see it can it can be similar I can I can see why it's it's lacking in some areas because when you you know to add to your point before it's like when you say that you notice that they're building new faces as they go along at the same at the same time you know at the same time it's like what are they how did they get there in the first place Uh, because when you when you describe Cesaro and Shinsuke that's kind of being based on the fact that they had a history before that and it's like what how how many viewers are actually going to know the history of who these people are and where they come from and like it it, not everybody cares or not everybody not everybody knows period so i think i think it's important like you really kind of nailed it on the head there because cesaro and shinsuke are the types that have a bit more of uh familiarity because of their history with the audience Totally, and I think also it's just a reflection on, like, even, okay, to even to nail my point even harder, if there was a crowd and it was the exact same content, I'd still think it'd be lacking. Like, if it was the exact same show, just with people, I'd still think it's not good enough. Who do you blame that on? Um, At this point. I don't know if there's, I think it's too many people, and it's too... There's not really one person. I mean, there is, but, you know, really, is there... Um, I don't think... I think it's, it's a lot of corona. I think it's that. I think it's... Stressing it's people out. Whatever. And I, I, I don't know whoever whoever's in, whoever's in charge of putting those together, of whoever's on... It's mostly Raw that is, has been really unbearable to watch. Like, as a Damn. Full show. There are, there are moments of every show that are good. That's that's funny because contract cause, signings and stuff like that, but like a lot of it is, is not is not unwatchable. Really. That's funny because I'm the I'm the op- Oh, I'm the opposite. I'm the total. I for oh, me really? it's like yeah. For me it's like Fridays feel like um, they feel like appointment viewing. You know, because it's like it's just like all right, let's see what they're gonna do. Hopefully it's good type thing. I still don't really watch either, but I get what you're saying. You still don't wa- watch which one? No, I said I still don't really watch either, but like I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like yeah. I feel like I, I feel like with Mondays there's a bit more of a risk for them to try new stuff and kind of like, um, you know, walk on a certain line. Whereas on Fridays I feel like this is their watered down version of who they are for stockholders. Um, it feels like not really. It doesn't really feel like the same show, but certainly. Going back to your point, I think too many cooks in the kitchen doesn't help their case at all. Uh, one, you know, only a few people. Just like you, you, you made a good point a while ago too. Um, a couple episodes ago, you were talking about how in the '90s it was just a few dudes. Late '80s, a few dudes, you know, sitting by the pool, <laughs> doing, doing their thing. Yeah, and another little weird thing that I've noticed, and I for the. 
I mean, not not that necessarily that I like them, but I like, uh, I guess, a certain amount of it in fears, but the amount of job matches. You don't like the job matches? It's it's so not it's so much though. They went from not from none at all, really, from like 2012, 13, 14, 15. I didn't see a lot like those up until two years ago or a year ago. Now it's like Alistair Black every like for a while was doing it, and then um, you know other guys like Finn when they got to NXT and like some other people like they did like just did a lot of enhancement matches. Eric Rowan even had a bunch. Yeah. Um, like I don't know. I just it, it's a lot now. Maybe that's from certain new people they brought in, like AK Bruce and other guys who maybe think it's more necessary to have job matches to get people over, which I get, but it, it, it went from none at all to like being every every week they have a job match, so it's a squash match, squash match, and um, that's what I meant to say. And um, yeah, and it's like, I think it's a lot. It's definitely a fine line where it's a lot, um, and it can be maybe too much, but but in this in the same instance i kind of i have to argue that it's been great to to not only not overexpose people but also keep matches fresh honestly like we've been we've been able to avoid a lot of big money matches because of these because of these um enhancement matches can i ask you a question though yes is there really a purpose to having two guy's entrance uh, or one guy entrance like enhancement guys already in the ring like Aleister Black for example is like a whole thing and then he comes in he spin kicks him in the head pins him one two three and then that's it just to fill time like is there really a point to that when when you that's, say those were the matches when you say a point are you referring to not giving the <clears throat> sorry are, are you referring had to clear my voice um are you sorry are you referring to like when the when the enhancement talent doesn't have an entrance, or are you just saying the idea of the match no. being short and being bullshit? Well, it's bullshit, right? He just kicked him in the head, and that was it. There was no match. So, well, I think I think there is a purpose to it because anybody else would be considered buried, um, and also. It gives, I think it gives somebody the ability, not the ability, I think it gives somebody the opportunity to, to really like kick a motherfucker in the head, like kick him in the face, like really like make it look good. And it's like, and to be honest, because it's a guy who is paid to get his ass kicked and that's it, they can kind of get away with like making it look harder than it would usually be. So it kind of makes the guy like look good, you know? Yeah, I think I think it's more I think it's more for video packages, honestly, like to make yeah. them look like killers, you know, so that way when they go in for the finish, like against uh, anybody else who's like actually on the roster, I think it gives more of like a uh, a way for them to suspend their their believability. But also who are like when you're squashing nobodies, is it really like, oh, it does so much for your stock? Well, it is a that is a double edged sword because it's like, oh well, he beat that guy. Who cares? You're beating some nameless, faceless guy. It's not like you're you're going over someone who's established, you know. 
Well, Brian Al- Brian Alvarez made that point this past week when he was talking about uh, NXT guys jobbing on Raw. He said something to the effect of, why would people want to watch on Wednesday nights when they're seeing that all these labeled NXT people are losers getting their asses kicked? Who is he talking about? He's referring to the enhancement talent that would be referred to as NXT talent on TV, basically getting like their asses kicked in five seconds. Basically oh, agreeing with you. Like Jordan Devlin or one of those guys? No, no. Like the the nobodies that you've been seeing these past few weeks have so been have NXT been from NXT. Have been the nobodies you've been seeing from the past few weeks have actually been NXT people. Uh, not oh. to but not to anybody's knowledge. They haven't been used on TV. But they'll be labeled as NXT talent. So Brian Alvarez is saying, why would you label them as NXT if they're just going to lose? And why would people want to watch on Wednesday nights? I mean, I guess if, and if they're really not a part of NXT, then you might not, you know? Yeah, you're just dropping out your brand. Yeah, it kind of just makes it look bad like, in a way. Are guys getting pushes in NXT after this? Or they're just getting that money for the night and see you next time when we're back in town or whatever? Uh, well, I think it depends on the person because, I mean, all the people they've been using as of late, I haven't seen on TV once unless I haven't been paying attention. I try to watch NXT almost. Are people legit signed to NXT? I haven't seen any of them. Okay, so then, they, yeah, then Brian makes a good point. Then why they, they should just put local competitor. Like, they've done that before. What they did in Montreal with, like, Francois, this guy. And, you know, remember they had the tag team? Which one? And when they were in Montreal for Raw, and they had some French tag team. Oh, yeah. They were just on... They were actually just on... Go ahead, it's okay. Oh, sorry. They they didn't say NXT. They said local competitors. Why don't you just do that for the people instead of NXT? You're not jobbing out your brand. Well, those those guys actually were on Raw this past week, and... uh, they they actually referred to them as NXT because but before then they weren't actually signed. Uh, they were just with the IWS, the uh, right. the brand that we saw at uh, Metropolis. Well, then that's well, that's okay. Then that's fine because now they're a part of NXT. They weren't back then, so it's chill. Right. Um, do you have anything on your list in particular before I get to what I want to get to over here? Actually, know, Vince. Maybe be more savage about it. Like, what did you really feel about the Vince? Yeah. Like, he, he really appeared different. Yeah, so the Vince... Yeah, I was thinking about it in the back of my head, actually, before. Uh, the Vince segment on Friday, I mean... Uh, you know, it's like... It's 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 confusing, because it's like... Is it meant to be... Uh, is it meant to be this wholesome, like wow, this man's a grandpa type thing and he just rambles and he ruins the celebration or what, you know? So it was, it was a mix of that. And then I was just like, nah, this, he's, you know, like he's lost his mind. Uh, it's funny though, because so many, uh, it's really ironic because you have, you have Howard Finkel who, 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 who passed away uh, almost two weeks ago or a week ago. And rest yeah and but i say this because in dave Meltzer's memorial you know post in memory about howard finkel and highlighting his career he mentions how 
they always made fun of Howard and they bullied him. But most importantly, and to add to my point here, they got rid of Howard Finkel announce, uh, on the announce team because he was old. And he didn't look like he could play the part in that modern day world. So they said he looked too old and they got Lillian Garcia. So fast forward to 2020, we have senile Vince McMahon who probably looks and sounds way worse than Howard Finkel ever did on live television. And he's totally being propped up on on national television just to to pop a rating, I guess. You know, but I, I, I get what you're saying, Cardiff, but it just the irony, I don't think it's as much because I think this is the owner of the fucking company, you know? Like, Howard was just an, was an employee, you know? But that's but, so, but that's been Vince's I, policy, like to keep like forever, yeah, like to keep a right. certain age. Like it's even that's he that even fired he fired Jr. for that, that reason. Apply to him, but that doesn't apply to him. Right, so it applies to everybody else except him. I mean, it probably, it probably does a bit because you've seen him be less. He's definitely less on TV less than he was twenty years ago or fifteen years ago. He's on every single show. Yeah. So uh, you know. That's true. But, but, but I, it was, it was I think that, that, that does not apply to him, really. I think it applies to everyone else who works there, except him. Well, that's true, because that can also be extended to shitty segments, because he's somehow able to... I mean, it was it was so bad that they, uh, I mean, they, they did a, they did like a overrun almost on Fox, you know? They did that overrun on Fox, and it ruined the whole thing almost. It just made it awkward. I actually lost Mike on the phone, so I'm going to call him back right now. See if he comes back on the line. Spooky hours. We got spirits interfering on the line. No, his phone might have died. That's fire. Okay. But that does happen. I mean, like, Vince will just be hypocritical like that. He can pull off those segments and it's okay and it's gravy. But at some point, it's like he's going to have to be accountable for for his own garbage that he's that he's featured in more or less. You know, uh, I'm still trying to call Mike here. He says, yo, he's texting. We're going to talk about the Dr. David Schultz documentary on Vice because uh, because funny enough, like. You can only say so much about. You can only say so much about uh, Vince. It's like at some point. At some point, it's like what, can, what, what can you really say? I mean, he's gonna make his decisions regardless. He's a rich billionaire. It's his company, so it's not much you can really do. Uh, but the Dr. David Schultz documentary is something that we could do far more with because he's a unique personality that has caught on now with this internet age where a lot of us uh a lot of us didn't really know who he was, you know. It's like we didn't even we didn't at least me. He was a little bit before my time. I can't speak for everybody else of course but it was a really interesting documentary i got mike back on the line though mike is back on the line hello sir yeah, sorry about that my phone drains super quick it's awful but yeah you're talking about dark side 
Yeah, I said, I was just saying, you know, uh, I was just saying like, uh, you know, Vince is going to be Vince and it is what it is. So I you can't really revel on too much about that. But the Dr. David Schultz documentary on Vice uh, on that episode, Dark Side of the Ring. I, I'd rather fast forward to that because honestly and truly, I mean, the Jimmy Snuka and the Dino Bravo documentaries were cool, but I don't I don't really have much to say about them. Uh, just about the Dino Bravo quick, I, I yeah. kind of like the Montreal aspect of it and just to learn like cool stuff about Montreal back in the day being a Montreal ourselves. And like, you know, Laval and all that stuff. And Christ, that was cool, yeah. Family. That was very interesting to me. I didn't know a lot about that stuff, so I would say that was cool. It was and cool to see really French. Was, I didn't know how big of a star he was. I spoke to like my parents and like family about like just to like gauge, you know, older people, and they were like, "Yeah, he was like Hulk Hogan in Montreal." Like literally, my uncle said that. So, um, what uh, what did you think about the politicking, though? That's one thing, obviously. I I personally didn't know about. Like he he was a pretty dirty politicker. To be honest with you, he politicked oh, a lot. What do you mean? Well, in like, the documentary, they just talked about how Dino would get pushed up ahead in matches just because he was from Montreal and whatever. But it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the right business decision for feuds. Because yeah, because I think he yeah, I think, and you know what? That's a good point. They did explain that. I think he had a, he owned a piece of um, international wrestling. Yeah, he did own a piece, but that's the thing. Like yeah. he put his. That's the one thing about Dino that really like annoyed me just watching it the whole time i'm just like oh okay so this guy's an egotistical piece or rather he was just egotistical so many people have done that bro like the bookers do that like fucking did that like other people have done that not not to kit not to kiss ass like uh the observer with aew but shit at least they don't you know at least they're sticking to their word you know cody's like i'm not gonna chase the world title and they're keeping him at least in the mid-card title like i mean you know at least Although, yeah, although funny you, enough, Rougeau, uh, that was, that was cool. It was cool to see Rougeau. Um, not really, I don't know his story that much, so I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't really know what to think of him, but it was cool that they reached out to him for sure. There was, yeah. a, there was a lot of people that I was surprised that they reached out to. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't get like Rick Martel wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, uh, well, they got that. Uh, was it Rick Martel? They got that 2007 interview of him talking about yeah. it. But apparently, he he like he didn't want nothing to do with the wrestling at all. Right. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, look, uh, he probably could have revealed a lot of shit that he probably had no business revealing. So he said, "Screw it, I'm not gonna take part in this." Which he should. He, you know, he's old. He really shouldn't. I, at this. I might be I might be unpopular by saying this, but like whatever. If he if he if he just if he can't, then whatever. You know, you can't force people to do shit I don't like know. that. I, I like also who's just like who's pure like the, like the daughter, especially just like a, to have like a pure Quebecois like on a bike, on Vice, yeah, playing documentary for like thirty minutes talking. I was like, wow, because she spoke a lot, you know. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I like that also. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty much how I felt too. I, but it felt very, it felt very surface. The one last night was crazy. What was crazy? The one last night. Say that again. I'm sorry. The one last night, the Doctor D one. Oh, the one slap. Yeah. yeah the so. One night. So that one, I definitely there's there's definitely more to get into on that Doctor one. Night. Sorry. Good night, 
What's that? It was two nights ago, I said. Yeah, it was two nights ago. Uh, got a chance to watch it, and uh, I got to tell you, I, I have a lot. I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. It's really interesting. Like, I don't really have. Uh, I don't have like a. When I think about it, I don't really think about it in the form of a timeline like I can with the other stuff because I don't. I'm not as familiar with uh, with Doctor D and everything. But I will say that John Stossel is a is a nerd period he's he's a nerd and he's a dweeb and while while I'm I'm glad that he got slapped like that which by the way I didn't even know that that slap was like iconic cuz I I I didn't realize that I'd seen the slap before but didn't I, I've seen it many times. Right, you've seen it many times too. Yeah. I had no idea where it was from. What I didn't see is like Hulk Hogan like putting sleepers on guys. You mean um are you like, saying like he wasn't like he wasn't technical? He like he choked him out. Can you rec- can you uh Can you hear me? I can hear you, but can you like go back on this? Because I don't remember this part. They showed a, a clip of on a TV show of Mr. T and Hulk Hogan talking to some journalist guy or to some talk show guy. He, he put a sleeper on him. Hulk Hogan put a sleeper on him. Legit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember I'd now. I never seen that before. <laughs> I didn't see that either. Uh, yeah, he put the sleeper on the talk show host, and the guy completely yeah. passed out on live TV. Although, like, I don't know why. Like, for some reason, it looked like a dummy or something, or some kind of editing like that they did. It was weird. It was like really weird. I think some guy was getting mouthy, and because he got they got in a lawsuit after they were talking about it, that 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 they sued like Vince paid them off after for that. Oh well, no, it was for sure legit, but it looked weird. Uh, but but what what should be a focus for sure is like they did talk about how I mean Hogan and you know Hogan and 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 what what's the guy's name? Doctor David what? Doctor David Schultz. Doctor Doctor David Schultz. Like Hogan and Schultz had like one thing in common. They they both did the same thing, but Vince bailed out Hogan. Yeah, exactly, and that's what he said. Yeah, that was yeah. that was some, uh, you yeah. know, it was kind of like the, the golden goose. Well, that's it. It was like the it's like the Snooker documentary. It's like the guy the guy gets in so much shit, but you know nobody cared. Like Vince didn't care if he put out, excuse me, uh, put out eighty thousand dollars like just to protect him. He doesn't care. It's a golden goose. Right. Do you think do you think Dr. David was in the wrong like slapping John Stossel cuz CM Punk thinks that on Twitter CM Punk said that the point that people should be focusing on is that Dr. David got blackballed after the incident but there's a lot of people arguing and those that I respect by the way arguing Punk and saying that that Dr. David Schultz was not blackballed after the incident um would would you would you say that that Schultz's actions were were you know justified? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's what you were taught. You were taught to protect the business, right? Kayfabe. And then they talked about four years later, when, later when so they can save taxes. That they that Vince said it's just then you have to tax theater because this is entertainment, and it 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 shit on sort of the principle of protecting obviously, and that's what Doctor David got fucked for was was something you were supposed to you were you were taught like this was universal in wrestling is protect is make sure the integrity of the business you make sure people. You know, if someone comes up to you at a bar and says, no, it's all that fake shit, you kick the shit out of them. I was, that's the way the world was. It's not like that anymore. You know? Well, he de- he described... Like, that's what you were supposed to do. And he was, he was, he was totally justified in stopping that guy. Uh, dude was a jerk off. And, yeah, he was blackballed. And I think Hogan probably buried him to Vince also, which didn't help. And uh, yeah, totally. I think he was he got he he was he was wrongly sent out of the business room. Mm. And then he he called every other promoter in pretty much wrestling and said, "Don't book this guy." Like that's what the fuck. <laughs> uh, I I have very mixed feelings about it. Uh, I think I think he for sure should have slapped the shit out of John Stossel, but. It was really, it was really hard to escape his case when he slapped him a second time. Although I understand that he wanted to knock his ass down and make sure he was down, but uh, the second time. The difference in slapping someone two times in one time, you still slapped them, right? Uh, because you're well, I'm not like a legal expert or whatever, but like if you're a lawyer, I I gotta assume that you can fight one slap over two, because two means it's like really intentional like and premeditated <laughs> you know what i'm saying well that's it like a second slap is really like intentional whereas the first slap is like human reactionary like you, you could really be a legal expert and bullshit your way around mental illness with that one no you know what oh he's fit oh sir he's he's fidgety he has adhd Slap is not. <laughs> slap is a nah. I, bro, I, I, I'm not a legal expert either, but I don't think there's any difference. Well, that's why that's why I make music and do shows, and I do not do legal advice. Uh, I do, I do say though, like this documentary, this documentary surprised me. It's probably not gonna be like up there, like the Owen Hart one is gonna be for me, but. Um, it's a different category, right? Even than the Chris Benoit one. Like, this wasn't tragic, what happened. This was just... Interesting. You know, it wasn't even that dark. Like, really. Like, you know what the dark stuff was? That guy, that Eddie Mansfield guy, like, showing the, the, the John Stossel, like, like, like breaking him into the business, basically. Like, off TV. That was... That was, yeah. That, that was, was weird. Dark. That was dark. Basically, like taking that ABC money and just letting it all out. Even watching that now, it's like it's it's cringy because you know what that was doing, right? It was exposing, and it was so long ago. Even. Yeah, it's funny though. That was the only way. That was really the dark part. Him slapping him was like you were happy because this guy was, you know, trying to fuck about with wrestling. It's like he wasn't even 
what well, he 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 just needed to let that out. But he does he does regret it. I think right. I, I think, don't think so. I think I think he said he regretted it. Uh, I could be. I don't think so. I could rewatch that, but I, I don't think he did. I could be wrong, but yeah. I probably I probably wouldn't do something like that. But then again, I've never gotten ABC money in my life, so I'm not even going to bark. But you can't. You, you say you wouldn't do something like that, like like slap the guy or be the guy to expose. No, to expose. But I can't say that. Oh, okay. Who knows? All that yeah. like. I got three hundred thousand dollars to expose wrestling. Hates wrestling. That's the point of this awful guy. You would never do this because you love wrestling and you respect it and you respect the sanctity and kayfabe or whatever that still means. This guy wanted to expose it. This guy hated. He hated. He said he thought all the people who liked it It, were were the scum of the earth. Listen, man, if AC comes to my door with three hundred twenty thousand dollars and says we want you to expose pro wrestling i mean look you know he wanted to do it before he even got oh really yeah yeah but he also he wanted to get he did he got paid he got paid from them after he got slapped but yeah that's ridiculous this was was done before the slap yeah that's ridiculous dude that's the point so he hated he hated the business would you say this is if you like or respect wrestling, you don't call it the business bullshit. Right. Like, you, you either respect it or you don't. Yeah, he called it bullshit. He didn't even call it wrestling. It was bullshit. It's probably better to a degree. Yeah, he, yeah so he doesn't like it. So uh, he, he doesn't come off well in the, the show if you're a fan of wrestling, which most people are if you're watching the dark side of the ring. CM Punk thought he came off uh, pretty well. He even said Eddie should have a full episode. Who, John Stossel? No, no. Uh, CM Punk was saying that Eddie Mansfield should have a full episode. Oh, hey, yeah. What are you talking about Mansfield? Yeah, yeah, Mansfield. Eddie Mansfield, oh, yes. Okay, I thought you were talking about John Stossel. No, and no. He hates this thing too, Eddie Mansfield, but he also wants the boys to get, like, you can tell, he wants the people to get paid, the health insurance, all that stuff, so that's good. But um, I don't really. I'm not as mad. Because he just he wanted to pay, and he didn't really care. Right, right. But I think the Stalsa guy hated hated the business. That's the thing, though. You have to like really love the business to, to even, you know, like to even continue doing shows in this pandemic. That's the thing. Like it becomes a fine line of. Is this doing my job, or is this brainwashing, or you know, it's like so many things. Well, let's put a bunch of ladders on top of the headquarters in Stanford. I'm not gonna lie; I'm looking forward to that shit. I, you know what? I am totally on the opposite. I, I haven't looked. I, I'm not looking forward to it at all. The card is so underwhelming. Um, Drew versus Seth is gonna be a banger, bro. Uh, sure, I guess. Um, it's, it's, oh, I'm so underwhelmed, but I, I cannot, I, 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 the opposite can't wait for it. I can wait. I can totally wait forever for it. <laughs> you could totally yeah, wait forever for it. Whack. That's it's harsh. Whack. God damn. Starting at the bottom, I'm really not into it. This seems like, remember how we felt about the Edge and Randy thing? Yeah. It seems like a whole pay-per-view of that. 
Mm. Seriously, that's totally how I feel. I'm like, actually, like, I can't believe like that, that I expressed it that well, but that's exactly how I feel. I feel like it's gonna be three hours of that shit. Uh I mean, I'm gonna hope. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hope not, but because that. Uh, I hope not. You might have a point. You might have a point. Yeah, I do. I definitely have a point. But that's assuming. Well, see, that's assuming that every match is going to to be like. I mean, it's only going to be two matches that are like this. Uh, yeah, but I just. I don't. I don't care. I don't know. Sorry, I'm so not looking forward to it. I think you're burnt like, out on wrestling. I think I'm burnt out on this shite of WWE shite. I'm excited for three of the six people who are in the money in the line pot. Like, it, it, like they pick, it's so random who they pick. But um, it's not, though, because they've been building around these people for, like, the last couple months. So, they really are trying. I think it's a matter of the direction and how maybe, like, that's not the direction that you like right now. But they are, like, I, it is right. storyline. I think that's what it is. It might not actually be bad. I'm just thinking it's not good. Right. Because like, it's I don't like... I want to see King Corbin in the Money in the ladder, Bank ladder match with Daniel Bryan, Ray, and Aleister Rock. Like, those guys are in their own class. No, nah, Corbin, Corbin should not be... AJ. Like, why, I, I don't want to see Otis and, and Dolph in that same match. Put them in on another thing. Like, it's just... It's booked weird. Yeah, I guess Drew and Seth is, like, could be good. But, like... I'm not. I'm not clamoring for it at all. So then, how how does it? So then, the I'm arena. Then the arena that. shows the the performance center shows without the crowd. There's no doubt that it's taking a toll on on everybody. Like no doubt. Okay, I might be one, one, and a little bit curious of the of the presentation of it because it's at the headquarters. Like, I want to check it out for that, but I don't think, I'm not really looking forward to any of, like, the wrestling on it. I think I'm, I'm kind of, like, looking forward to seeing what it looks like and how it's presented, but not the actual content. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like you just want to see, like, what they do with it, but it's not yeah. like you're necessarily engaged. Is the ring on the roof? Is the, Where are they, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm not into what storylines right now, what's been going on. Um, they showed a picture. The promos are better. I will say that the promos without a crowd because they can talk and they don't get pauses. Like some of the Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is really the promos have been excellent. Yeah. Um. He's really like he. I I didn't know it would be this good. I like I was like wanting him to switch up the character for so long. We both were. And at first it was kind of weird and it didn't, it wasn't good. And it was sort of, we were like indifferent towards it. And I think now he's really, he's, he's honing in a bit on, on his heelness and his, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's, it's kind of like the empty, the empty venue is giving him more room to breathe and kind of take his time with it. Yeah. I feel that way with the majority of the of the roster, though, for sure. Like there, I mean, if if people at this point, if people can't float with an empty venue, then I think that's 
that's going to measure how good they actually are. Yeah, it's starting to get to me, I guess, a bit, but I can I can deal with the empty arena stuff. It's just what it, it's what it's on the shows. It has to be just really great shit that it would be like I would be fine. I mean, I, it would be better with a crowd. But I'd still be into it if it's not. And um, I'm not into a lot of the stuff. I'm not saying it's all bad. A lot of the AEW stuff I'm not into either. But that's just how it is right now. So I think in that case, you're definitely burnt out from just the way that it's being presented right now because we don't have a crowd. So, I mean, in that in that instance... Yeah, yes, that's part, it's part of it, but it's not completely that. It's hmm. not all great shit right now. That's just how I feel. I don't know. Even AEW, it's, it's a lower point. There's still some good stuff. And I love the, 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 the Bucks house, like the match at their house. The pool and all that—that's good stuff. I on, like that. on YouTube. Yeah, I thought it would be really tacky, and it was totally the opposite. I thought it came off awesome. I was super into it. Yeah, that was great. Uh, it, was fun. it was fun. You should watch last night's Dynamite, though. I thought it was a solid show. Uh, if you get a the chance. The whole show. Yes. Okay, cool. It's How's Brody Lee, Brody Lee doing? Is he having better matches? Oh, Brody Lee is doing much better because. Uh, I mean, he he's still you know he's still gonna adjust and find like who he works best with. But his match right. with Marco, his match with Marco Stunt really kind of like played to his strengths. I find, uh, which I was expecting, and he he seemed way more smooth in the ring and wasn't like going through the motions. So I'm pretty excited. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, also, I think the. The uh, no DQ match was really good as well on that episode. There was a tag was team. There was a tag oh, team. Okay, there was a tag team no DQ match that was really great. Uh, Trent Trent Beretta killed himself in that match. He worked his ass he's off. Um, he he's crazy. Like I, he's way better than. I mean, I didn't see much of him like before, but he's 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 really one of their best guys. Seriously. Trent, yeah, he is. Yeah, absolutely. He really is one of the best wrestlers in that company. No, WWE dropped the ball letting him go a long time ago. Honestly, so stupid. They did. Uh, yeah. And next week they have uh, Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega actually tag teaming against Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Right. So that's uh, gonna I be. I uh, the Jake Hager and the Moxley stuff, MT Arena. It was cool. I hate, I hated that match honestly. I'm not gonna lie oh, to you. Really? Yeah, it was okay. I, I mean, it was fine. It's not. But it might not. Might not have... I don't think he's that good anymore. Uh, Who Hager? Hager yeah. or Moxley? No Hager. No Moxley's awesome. Yeah, because I, I don't like Hager either. But again, yeah, I'm not a fan of him at all. I liked the first two matches, uh, first two minutes where they were grappling. But other than that, you know, I'm more. I think that's why I think that's why I'm more excited for like a, a matchup like Cody Rhodes versus Joey Janela next week. That's more my style. Yeah. That's gonna be next he week as well. As a brawler, like he's not a good brawler. Like where Undertaker, Rock, Triple H, Stone Cold, these are all good brawlers. You want to see them in the crowd and on the on the outside doing shit. He is not a guy I like to see that. I just he's not good at it. I don't know. I'm just not. I don't know. I'm not really into Jake Hager. I never really was, to be honest. Like, he had some bright spots here, and 
we the people and stuff with Cesaro and that kind of like, but I've never really, I'm not, I, I, don't, I never really got it with him. Yeah, I, I agree. He's not really my, uh, he's not really my speed either, honestly. Is there is there a point where wrestling's going to have to realize that maybe we do need an off season because uh you know we have we have this we have this we have this recent uh not you know like recent tweets or whatever or not tweets I don't know where but Pete Dunn was talking about how yeah it was an interview it's like more than ever he feels that right now would be a great time to experiment with an off season in wrestling. And it's like, at some point I'm wondering if we have to ever consider that or not. He's so right because it would be, I think they should do money in the bank and they should have nothing till August till SummerSlam. So you have May, end of May, June, July, and then last week of August you have SummerSlam. So you have like two and a half months, three months off. I think that would be perfect that's actually great i mean it might be a bit longer than they want and whatever but i think that would be amazing because there's nothing going to be anything really i mean if look if things actually change in the world then they should adjust accordingly like with what they can do because i would want to see a live audience like as soon as possible but uh um uh what's it called an off season would be brilliant right now say that again yeah, an off season would be great. Uh, and I mean, if 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 they wouldn't if if they wouldn't want to take off the extra month, then they could easily like bring back uh, the Great American Bash and come back in the come back in July. Right. They could do um, that. We were, we were talking about Money in the Bank before. Do you just want to run through the card? Is there a card? Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I go off? Yeah, if you have it, go ahead. So we have uh, the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship singles match between Bailey and Tamina. I really find it interesting right now how Tamina's sort of like, I don't know, on TV a lot since the Jimmy Snuggs stuff. I don't know if that's coincidental, but it's really since then where I've really noticed it. Maybe I'm looking for it now, or she just came back because of injuries or whatever. But, um,. I don't know. It, it's kind of a little weird to me. It's well, it's definitely weird and and slightly ironic. But I mean, at the same time, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, in the past, I've never been interested in Tamina, but right now, she's. I mean, she's improved, and she's yeah, she she's really interesting to watch right now. Like she, she's just really good. So. I mean, if she keeps going like this, I'm I'm all in on it. It's a bit of a random match, but uh, especially especially because it's basically, I mean, realistically, the fans have been programmed to think that these are two heels. Right, and I think maybe you'll see some Sasha turning, maybe or maybe a bit more of what we've been seeing. So there's there's open for that. Um, I'm really digging the Bailey heel stuff. Um, she, it's not the same matches every time. Um, uh, like it sort of was when she was a baby face, um, which is like a random thing to notice, but I definitely noticed that. And, uh, yeah, so I guess that'll be cool. Um, I see, I guess Bailey retaining right now. 
Ah, uh, yeah, I, I could see Bailey retaining and Sasha helping her. And then they have a moment where they're just kind of like, you know, looking at each other and it's like a betrayal tease again. Yeah. I could see that. Um, um, next match is, well, I guess we can do another women's, uh, the Money in the Bank ladder for the women's uh, championship. Uh, Asuka versus Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans versus Maddie Rose or Carmella. So I guess they're having a, a match this week, Maddie versus Carmella, to see who fills up that sixth spot. If Shayna Baszler doesn't win this match, um, that's a problem for me. She you know, is. See, for me, I think it's Asuka because they've been really pushing on her. Like, she was getting wins over like Ruby Ride, who I thought was going to get a big push like since she's been back, but really hasn't gone over anyone besides Liv Morgan. Yeah, Ruby's um, been uh, getting her ass kicked by Liv Morgan. Yeah, so I'm sort of surprised at that because I'm a fan of hers, and um, I think there's I don't want them to to shit the bed with her. Like there's I don't like it's sort of like a Shinsuke thing. I guess what they're doing with her now, or like I don't want it to get into that territory. You know, right? Um, you don't want her to get wasted. Yeah, I don't want her to get wasted. You're right, and she's still young enough where like she has time, obviously. But, um, anyways, so I yeah, I guess Shayna Baszler would be a good pick because you know she should win. But Asuka's been on a tear recently. Um, could go with Asuka for sure. It makes sense. Yeah, so I'm gonna pick Asuka, but I could so see it being Shayna Baszler. Okay. Uh, what uh, what else do we have on there? Match singles match for the Universal Championship, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. So this is not the theme. This is Bray Wyatt that we saw. I think it was TLC versus Miz, where he was just like in a sweater and like you're gonna see that Bray Wyatt. Oh nah, don't. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, because it's not. It doesn't say the theme. It'll usually say the theme. And I've seen the uh, like the not the promo for it or whatever, but the the picture of where you see them like you know the two of them and the championship and the whole, like, you know, the, I guess it's the promo, but, um, and it, it's not him as the fiend. It, it's the, it's Bray Wyatt. Well, I really hope that they go back on that because I mean, I get it. Like you could have Braun throw him around and he doesn't fight back and it's an easy win. I get it. But like, and then you have a return match like, yeah. as the fiend and beat him for the title. Oh no, I just realized they might, I just realized because months ago they were rehearsing like at house shows, a cage, yeah. a cage match, cage match with Braun and the Fiend. So Maybe we're going to, so Extreme Rules is going to be a cage match between Braun and the Fiend. Isn't it Extreme U- Rules usually like April, like now? Wouldn't it be now? No, nah, they moved it. Today? They moved it a few years ago. Now it's in like June or July. That's when they used to do Money in the Bank in June. Okay, anyways, that's a whole different thing. Let them do whatever they want. Yeah, they moved it uh, around. So I see Braun, if it's against regular Bray, I see Braun winning. Taining. I see Braun winning either way because uh, I think they're, I think Braun's their safest bet right now. He doesn't get hurt often and uh, they're waiting for Roman so he can like not wrestle in Corona. because they've been doing some weird... I think we they're... Talk about that. What the fuck is happening with Oh, well, I haven't read any of that, but I do know for sure that uh, guys like 
Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns should not be wrestling right now. No, I heard that Roman has heat because he pulled out a mania. Nah, that's bullshit. It's heat with Vince. That's bullshit. It's not Vince bullshit. I th- sure? I th- I think it's because because they've made it clear like. Yeah. Look, I mean, there's two instances here. It's like they have made it clear multiple times that they're not forcing that they're not forcing anybody to work. But at the same time, but at the but at the same but at the same time, there's the you know people feel that they can have things be held against them. So, and also, Roman Reigns made the second most money in the company this year, like had the second highest salary in the company. So, I mean, maybe he responsibilities and Vince thinks was like you know you made five million dollars guaranteed so like what the fuck you know you're not gonna show up on the biggest show yeah for but, sure that's it too like, he is fucking he had cat like leukemia like when a year ago two years ago like at least a year and a half ago at, like, at, at least yeah, him, him and Daniel Bryan, it's tough there's a lot of people who should not be wrestling right now but they what, are what, what does Daniel Bryan have uh well I've heard I've heard that Brian's apparently Brian's uh immune system is compromised but also oh, okay. but but also but also most importantly Bree Bree's pregnant so he can't come so he can't like go to these tapings and then go home to his wife and like maybe get yeah. him his wife yeah. and his kid infected. You know what I mean? Uh, so, it's tough, yeah. but what's the other money in the bank? There's one more ladder match, right? There's a ladder match and then the main. So, the ladder match is Daniel Bryan versus Ray uh, Mysterio versus Aleister Black versus King Corbin versus Otis or Dolph. I guess they're fighting this week. Versus TBA to be announced. So, I'm assuming it's going to be gender because... Oh, no, gender's on Raw. Yeah, gender can be in it, though. Raw. It's uh, it's inter interpromotional match. Oh, it's interpersonal, right? Because Ray and Alistair are on Raw. Um, so I'm gonna say it's gender, probably, right? A lot of people think gender. Also, I um, I'm either, yeah, I'm I'm either I'm either Jinder Mahal or Shane McMahon because everybody's. <laughs> Ew, no. People, people think people think Shane McMahon's gonna pull a fast one. No, no, boo. If that if that happens, I'm gonna laugh because that just means she that they don't. Go away. He's X Pac. Damn, that's crazy. I don't want to see him wrestle anymore. I like him as a character on TV, but I, I don't. Not that, that that doesn't mean ever again. I just don't want to see him wrestle right now. I'm the other way around. I don't like him as a character, but I'd watch him wrestle. Oh really? Okay, that's interesting. Only only because I don't want him like heavily influencing any stories, but I could watch him like, you know, break his bones for our sins. He's a better person to be influencing stories than other people who've been influencing stories i'd rather new guys influencing stories who have no history whatsoever in the company than a guy who's been hanging on coattails for like two decades or maybe like a guy who's not named mcmahon um i hope alex the black wins for fuck's sake uh it would be cool to see alistair black win but it's also I can't see him like walking around with that shiny briefcase with his well, gimmick. He's not gonna have that shiny briefcase. He's gonna make it a black mask briefcase. Well, hopefully. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm always of the belief that the the best money in the bank guys are guys who were bad guys, with the exception of like the CM Punk cash in and the Dolph 
cash in, maybe. Well, even then, Dolph was a bad guy. Well, see, there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. So I'd go with Jinder. You want King Corbin winning or J- oh, Jinder? I'm going Jinder. Jinder? Oh, he never won Money in the Bank, it's true. Nope. Okay, that's a good pick. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm a, I'm a Jinder fan, to be honest. I only I only like his I like Ginger's character more than his actual matches, but you know. I like his match. Uh, honestly, I would have loved to see a prime. Well, not prime, but a Ginger Taker match. Yeah. Like that just, would have been an excellent streak beat the streak match. Just for just for Ginger to lose. <laughs> hey, but whatever. You're yeah, but you know what? To lose, Edge got over from losing to Undertaker. Like, get the old rub. Get the old rub. Old school rub. I get it, though. It's better than him fucking King Kong Bundy and, and Dying Gonzalez. <laughs> A-Train and Big Show, so. Anyways. So the main is Drew versus Seth, um, and that's yeah. everything, right? Yeah, that's the five that's been announced right now. What card subject to change? Um, I... you got to have Drew keep it. God have Drew keep it. Drew, I'd, mm, Unless I, you want Seth as champ and Drew cheats it, but like he just won the belt, like fuck. Nah, Drew needs to keep it, but like this is a toss up. I mean, they could do some wild shit here, but Drew should keep it, and I'm gonna say that he should. Yeah. You? Yeah, I don't. <sighs> Seth has had the belt already. I, I'm done with Seth as champion for a bit, unless they really want to give him like the. Triple H heel champ, like 2003 push right now. Um, and just have baby faces chase him, but like, they gotta wait. I don't know. And then, oh, you know what? Actually, that's not a bad idea. Have Seth win, and then when there's crowds again and stuff, then have Drew win it back again. Um, yeah, maybe yeah. it could go either way. Honestly, that's fine. Then I'm good with Seth winning, and then really stamp his heel run. Um, comes out with the belt on every show, which I'm cool with. Um, and yeah, that has Drew Chase it again. I'm cool with that. I'm good with that. So Seth wins, I'd say. Or I hope he wins. I was gonna say Drew, but I, I get, I'd like, I'd like to see that maybe because then it can really, it could, it could really, it could really, you know, put the fans behind Drew when there's a crowd again. But then I fear. Then, uh, then I'm scared with the ratings. I don't know. Like I'm scared. Right. I'm does scared. People drop. Like, does it, is it significant enough for it doesn't mean as much when it comes back? Or so they have to. They have to. They have to juggle that. But I think people believe or like true enough to that they're they're with him with till the end. So I mean, if right. it does, if he does get beat, I think it makes it that much more special next time because then they're like, ah, oh, he finally got it, and then he couldn't really really have a great run with it and then then he got back and then he has the great run like he has it for a year after he wins it again or whatever for 10 months i'm gonna go with seth too fuck it cool let's just let's just put it into the universe and then drew can come back stronger than before yeah, i like I mean, it seth deserves it right sorry seth deserves it right i mean like drew deserves it but seth like they both do really it's a really good change of character. Like I, I really like he's he's really worked on it. It's different. It's you can tell he really wants to be like one of the best ever because 
he, like he really wants to change and, and, and evolve. And like I'm, I'm cool with that. I don't necessarily like love the Monday Night Messiah thing, but like I'm willing to to see where it goes, and uh, that means I'm invested. So, okay. Was there um was there anything else that you wanted to get to on your list at all before we close it off? Oh, just yeah, the firing. That was the last thing I really want. I just wanted to go through some of the the firings. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, sorry, I don't have the list of them. But we know really. The I was really surprised, but not surprised. But the, the Zack Ryder stuff that was really like wow. Gerald Briscoe, Mike Chioda. Gerald Briscoe, Mike Chioda. Yeah, well, those are obviously like crazy, but those were like, weird. As, as, as I meant, wrestlers first. Kurt Angle. Was, obviously, like the Fit Finley and like all the agents. Like, yeah, I, I'm surprised at that and Mike Chioda, but like, but some of the wrestlers, I was like, even the club, I was like, I thought they just resigned. Seven hundred and fifty thousand seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar contracts, by the way, by Gallows and Anderson now that they're leaving. Like they were just in that boneyard match and like it's just look, I wasn't by surprised by E C three. Um I hope he gets I hope he gets you know me, I'm I'm such a big E C three fan. I really hope he gets that AEW push. I think he will because he was Unless he was, uh, unless he was just like, you know, it, it was a coincidence. He was in the gym, listening to uh, Judas by Fozzie. So oh, I th- of course, right? What's a troll? He's just, as I follow him on social. He, he he likes the troll. Yeah, he trolls a lot. So you know, you never know with him. But uh, uh, Matt, oh, you know, Matt Hardy being there too is a big factor. Matt Hardy and EC3 are pretty cool with each other. And EC3 apparently is Mo- and Moxley are really good friends. Like, I remember Moxley talked about it on the Jericho show. Yep. He was leaving WWE, and he was like, thought it was bullshit that he was squashing fucking AC3. He thought that was such a, was so bad for, for business. It was. It was really yeah. stupid. They didn't, they didn't know what they had with EC3. Uh, uh-huh. a, lot, a lot of people there are furloughed or let go, and nobody really knows the difference right now. Uh, if you're I an agent... Later uh, come back, like, right after you would think that a guy like a Zack Ryder or a Heath Slater, Kurt Hawkins will come back, but it's it's hard to know for sure. Uh, the agents, I would say, are probably the safest with their job security. A guy like a Billy Kidman or Lance Storm are probably far better off uh, than than a current like in ring talent. I would say that's just my that's my observation though. I th- I think they need. I think they need more agents than they need wrestlers right now. Well, they're not going to bring back like a Rusev or like one of those guys. No, Rusev needs to go flourish in AEW and and forget forget everything about. I don't. I, you know what? I don't, I don't really want. I don't think that's the best place for him. Why not? Right now, right now, I think eventually it would be. I don't think right now because I just think it, he'll just be like a WWE guy on there. Like at first, that that's. I don't know. Maybe NWA, ROH? No, I think like Japan or MLW or something or like a smaller and just be a big fish in a small pond for a while. I think like he needs to be that because that's sort of, you can get, like you can easily get lost in the shuffle again at AEW. 
yeah, his character might be better, and he'll be have his baby tiny bit more spotlight. But like, I still think he can get lost in the the total who all those guys are pushing right now. No, it's you definitely know? possible to get lost in that shuffle. It's I uh, it's a lot of talent. Work on the indies, build up some stock, go like beat the fuck out of some guys in New Japan and MLW, and have crazy matches, and then come back in a year and debut in AEW next year when there's a crowd and get the, the true, like, he deserves a lot, too. And he's worked his ass off, and, like, he should be a monster heel. For sure. Um, and, yeah, I think build up that stock and then come back. I'd like to see him get on the Indies before um, another major promotion, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that, and uh, I agree with that for sure. And uh, a lot of a lot of companies are about to benefit from from WWE's releases here. There's no doubt, whether whether an agent or a wrestler. Oh, there's so many. We could be here for hours. Uh, there were so many. Growing, I thought like like that's so weird. Like they were just pushing him, but I guess too much of a stain with the Harper stuff, or I don't know. Nah, they fucked up. Is he going to be on the Indies now? Like, what has happened to him? Does he stop wrestling? Like, uh, I'm not sure about him. Maybe I'm yeah. really not sure about him. That's a weird case. Uh, I maybe could be in maybe an MLW guy. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure. A lot of names. A lot of names, though. A lot of names for sure. Yeah. Uh, was was there? Hey, was there anything else you wanted to get to on your list? No, that was, I, I think that was pretty much it. I can check again. What about you? Nope. That's pretty much me. I've, I've got it all. Um, we're going... Yeah, we're going to close it off here because we have to keep yeah. it under an hour and 40 so we can upload. But uh, it was good to get on the call, of course. And, uh you know, it's it's been really it's been really strange with this quarantine stuff. So it's cool that we could do this over the phone, and I'm glad we do. And uh, I appreciate everybody who, well, we appreciate everybody who's been tuning in uh, for sure. You know, and just giving us a chance. Absolutely, stay safe, people out there. Yeah, stay safe, and uh, we will talk to you guys very very soon. Take care. All the best to you all.